episode 95 with Emily Harrison. Welcome to the Heart, Sun and Gut Show. I'm your host, Emily Biondini, and we're going to be talking all things magic, mastery and money. Harrison, hello. It's so good to have you on the show. Amy, thank you so much for having me here. It is a pleasure to, an honor always to show up and share this magical journey with you and the audience. So welcome everyone. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm excited to see what magic wants to unfold. Yes. Who knows where we'll go? It's going to be good. So we were connected by a mutual friend, the lovely Amanda Johnson, and mm. we kind of got to talk about Akashic Records and lots of different magic, which I'm sure will unfold. But what really, really struck me as you were sharing is how much your kind of your background in Hollywood was kind of your training ground. And I think so many people, they kind of, when they come to this path of kind of light work, they, they forget everything that went before, but it's part of the journey. It is so much a part of the journey. And for People who are holding the space for more clarity to understand exactly how they are meant to show up as this new aspect of themselves, as a light worker, as a healer, as a guide, as a teacher, uh, as a researcher, in terms of this new technology that we can bring in. Many of us feel that calling for something bigger, yet we don't know specifically what it looks like, which is part of the process I want to share with everybody. And we can begin to decode some of those aspects of how we're meant to show up by looking at our past experiences Mm. and what we've done, because we've been intuitively and divinely guided our whole lives. We are meant to wake up at this time. And once we start to look at our lives and the pieces of the puzzle from a higher perspective, we begin to get information, get, get clues as to, oh, okay, this is starting to make more sense. I'm seeing this more now. But there's a process that we're going through while we're awakening that there's a lot of stuff coming up. There's a lot of our old issues, our, our subconscious programming. So there are a lot of stages that we really need to go through and clear uh, in our own energy field before knowing exactly how we're supposed to show up feels very in alignment and, and it feels very clear to us. But this is all part of the process. And if anyone out there is feeling that call to shift and change, take a look at how you're showing up now. Take a look at the thematic essence of how you're showing up now. I can't tell you, Amy, how many uh, people in the medical field connected Mm -hmm. to the medical field in some way. Maybe they're sometimes they're doctors and nurses, but maybe sometimes they are pharmaceutical reps or they are some kind of a, I don't necessarily consider this alternative medicine anymore, like chiropractic work and such. I consider that very normal, but there's still part of our society who is, who's getting in touch with that. Right. So many people who the identity is all over their blueprint of how they are meant to transform and show up. However, they don't see, they don't see it. They don't necessarily connect the dots. And I, I did have a really interesting experience in Hollywood. I was an actress for 20 years before I did this. So No, definitely. And I think it's really hard when you're in it to see that magic, to see that 
16. One of my friends, she's an amazing mm-hmm. coach for women. And she was a nurse for 30 years. And I was like, well, you have healer written all over you. Right. <laughs> of course you do. But I think it's really hard when you're in it to kind of see the magic. That's and it's already point. there. I didn't know that. When I was pursuing Hollywood and I was honing my craft as an actress, mm-hmm. um, I realized now that I was honing my skills as a channeler as well, but I had no idea at the time. Here, here are the connections that I began to make, though. As I began to dive into the spiritual work, mm-hmm. there are certain aspects of your body, your mind, your emotions that, that you have to relax. You have to get to a very neutral state. Mm-hmm. in order to perceive the subtle energies. I'll be darned if it's not the same when you are <laughs> becoming another character. There that. were physical relaxation techniques that were taught in the very high-level acting program that I was in that taught us to relax our bodies. Yes, as an actor, you work a lot with your emotions and, and generating your emotions and getting into the mind of the character, but you work a lot with the body too. If your body isn't relaxed enough to be able to conduct that energy, if you're not relaxed enough to stop editing and judging yourself and just get out of the way so this mm-hmm. character who has its own life can come through you, you don't have any chance of being a good actor. So this is, this is something that actors know we understand this and this is sought after training we dive in and carve out specialized time in our budgets in our schedules to make sure that we're working on this and that's not something that a lot of people do i was lucky enough that that aligned with my career and that was a priority to me so Interestingly enough, it began to unravel my spiritual life. I wasn't consciously making my spiritual life a priority. However, to be good at what I was doing, acting at that time, yep. I needed the same tools yeah. that makes you a good meta, metaphysician, right? Makes, makes you a good meditator, yeah. makes you a good alchemist. Mm, I needed to learn those things. So it became a quest for me to see how good I could get at getting out of my own way. Which is perfect. It's a great well, I can't program. tell you. <laughs> One of the biggest things that light workers also who are learning to step into their power deal with is that self-doubt, is getting mm. out of their way, is believing that this is real. I mean, the density of the 3D is impactful. It is. It can be yeah. difficult to give yourself permission to live in the woo-woo non-physical land. Yeah. Because we don't perceive that with our five senses. And that's how we've been taught to perceive life but the truth of the matter is of all of the energy that exists here in the electromagnetic spectrum of energy we only perceive 0.003 percent with our physical senses that's three thousandth of one percent we have the capability to perceive so much more the ancient Egyptians had way far more of their senses <laughs> intact than we do. Do you know how many yeah. senses they have intact? I had no they idea. They had intact, I should say. This Tell is me. so good. 360. Wow. Oh, my God. We're using five. <laughs> we got short chains. We, we're, we're sucking. We got to get, get this fixed. Oh, well, we're still in kindergarten. I, we, we really are. We yeah. really are. But... At the same time, we're also masters. Yeah, it's very true. 
this 3D experience that we're coming to, where we can assimilate all of the different tools from all of the different experiences that we've had, not only on this planet, but intergalactically as well. We can begin to create and use our powers. And we've known that we're coming at this time where there's this big waking up. And this is, this is very high level work. We look at, we do look at ourselves as kindergartners and I agree there is so much more to learn, but we came here as masters Mm -hmm. and this is not low level training that we're working on here. It's, it's, it's easy. Well, I shouldn't say easy. I don't know that any level of enlightenment is easy to attain. However, Doing it when you're a bunch uh, amongst a bunch of monks and spiritual high people on the mountain and everything is peaceful and everything's going nice, it's easier to hold that high frequency vibration. It's when you are in a 3D physical experience and you're coming up against triggers and societal beliefs and paradigms. Can you still hold that vibrational frequency in those moments? And that's high level work. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a training ground. Training ground, yes. Uh, it's definitely. I've had to repeat levels of this training ground many times. <laughs> <laughs> As have we all. Yeah. As have we all. And I think it's one of those interesting things where, particularly when you're first awakening, you do have this sense of there's so much I don't know. So also kind of thinking into that, I don't know, and I'm a master. It's really tricky because like, you're holding both at the same time. It's, they're mm-hmm. both true in the same moment. I think that's a difficult path for people to kind of navigate as well. It can be because the question comes up like, where do I start? Mm. There is a lot of information. There's a lot of information out there. Mm. There really is. I always suggest people start inward because you're in a physical embodiment. Your physical bone structure actually carries the genetic coding. It carries the information. You just gotta wake it up. And there are really cool ways that you can begin to wake it up. Of course, there's lots of, ooh, as I begin to talk about, my body vibrates a little bit. (laughs) Beautiful meditation practices, breath practices, but one of the easiest things people can just begin to do is just bounce. Bounce, bounce, shake your body. Get your body bouncing up and down in your chair, flop your arms around, get the whole thing bouncing. You get it going really good for just a couple seconds here, get really vigorous and then stop and tune your awareness inward. And you feel all that energy. Mm-hmm. That that's called, that's called piezoelectric energy that happens when you create that friction within the body. That's energy being released from your bones. Very cool. And right there is your sacred knowledge. You just turn <laughs> your energy into it and be like, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. I love that. It's great for impacts too, because mm-hmm. Empathy, our, our, our empathetic nature is something that is, has become draining for so many light workers, and it's a superpower. It is completely. Right? And the reason why I believe that, it, that it's become so debilitating is because we're required to embody our feelings as part of our process here on the planet. Yep. It's part of our magic. It is. But there's so many dense feelings. There's so much density, sadness and grief and shame and humiliation that we just don't know how to hold or process. We're so afraid to hold our hold feelings in our body. 
joy for that matter too. Get in touch with yourself, people. You might be more uncomfortable hanging on to joy than you realize. Otherwise, your life would be overflowing with it. Very true. So we get uncomfortable feeling things within our body. And so we run from that and we suppress our feelings. And empathy by design is a feeling superpower. You got to be able to feel in there. You got to be comfortable feeling. So this physical exercise can give you a sensation of getting in touch with your physical body and a feeling within your physical body. It's not necessarily related to a memory of an emotion that you felt. And it really will begin to bring you back in touch more with the physical body. I find that's something that we're, we're lacking. Definitely. And I think with empaths as well, and with kind of light workers and healers in general, it's, we're not taught how to experience our feelings. It's a big part of it actually embody Huge. how we feel that's a massive part of it and also i think when we start to open up we suddenly start feeling everything and then we shut down it's like it's we're feeling all the feels suddenly and don't know how to na- navigate that that's absolutely true i think um a lot of young people experience that too i mean so many of our our children are coming into this world with skills that are open and tapped and it's so much energy if they don't have the proper guidance in place. And like so many of us too, like our parents didn't really know how to keep us in a space of guided centered connection through that process. And so we shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that's part of, I think what's waking up now That's part of the awakening, you know, people are switching back on. It is part of the awakening and people are switching back on. It's a beautiful process. I have okay. to say this. And this is something that it, it's part of our cosmic map as we're moving through the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mayans who were the great charters of the sky, the great calendar creators, they knew that during this time as we the procession of the equinox unfolds right that we would be moving through a part of our solar system where we would align perfectly to galactic center and we would be bombarded by photons of light coming from this area of the galaxy we're moving from a darker part of the galaxy into this area of alignment why it's called the age of enlightenment Light, these particles of light that are bombarding us, this is what's waking us up. That's why it's exper- we're experiencing it globally because it's beaming into our atmosphere. And photons of light are information. Just like sound is a particular frequency that stores and transfers knowledge back and forth, mm-hmm. certain sound waves, yep. light particles are waves that do the same thing. That's very true. And I think in terms of light technology, it's one of those things where it's not yet in the collective consciousness, it's how much power and information they hold. No, we're, yeah. I, I still am, am working to embody and really embrace that in myself. Sometimes I'm just like, wow, wow. Really? Okay, <laughs> okay. If you I, say so. Okay, I'm gonna trust you. But I think it's really healthy to have that sense of like awe and wonder at the magic and the information that is available to us i mean galact 
tech information is available to us now in ways that it was always there but not as easily accessible i think there is definitely a collective time lock on the information and i think enough of us have raised our consciousness to a level where we are only beginning to open up access mm. because truly access the more we love ourselves the more access is granted and you think about the power of the knowledge that exists there well heck yes you must undergo a self-initiation process where you love yourself unconditionally so that you can love others unconditionally otherwise this knowledge will destroy us like it has before in the past which is why i believe that there is this time lock this this consciousness lock that only those who are pure in heart, who are seeking the highest good for themselves and everyone connected to them, are going to truly begin to unravel the access that's available. Definitely. I definitely sense the doors are opening. And it's, it's a slow process and that's okay. You know, it's taken us a long time to get to this point as humanity and we've got some time to go. I mean, the volume of people who are awakening. Yes. I mean, we're awakening in droves right now. It's amazing. It really is a powerful time to be here. It is. And making huge shifts in the collective, like we're doing now, mm -hmm. yeah. does take generations, it eons, does. perhaps. It's like um, one, one of my spiritual friends said, it's like turning around a barge. It's not, it's not something that you just whip around. It's something that takes time. It is. I mean, if you think about all the layers that, that shift has to get through, you know, the cultural conditioning, the program, what we see as normal, there's a lot to be turned around for a lot of people. I mean, we're 8 billion humans on this earth. It's going to take a minute or two. Well, let me ask you this in your professional opinion, because mm -hmm. we, we share the expertise background in the Akashic Records. We do. What can we do to assist that? I think it's about everyone taking responsibility for embodying more of their own self-love and their own light and own magic. I think the more we open up to it as individuals, the more we empower others around us to open up to their own light because they're attracted to the light. And I think as more people awaken in their own little pockets of the world, collectively, the light is just going up. The frequencies are going up and up and up. And it's just becoming easier. And it, it's a challenge, but I think it is. I think it starts with the individual. I really do. I 100% agree with that. The microcosm is where all of the work is done. It is. And I was just thinking about that. I was thinking so many people want it to be, you know, national and global levels and political structures and governments. It's like, that's not actually where the change is going to happen. It's going to happen in each individual heart. Mm -hmm. And the more hearts that kind of raise their frequency to the light, which is love, really, we're talking yeah. about. It's, it's coming back to love that creates such a profound shift that everything will come back into balance. And I want to, I think it's going to be really easy once you get to the love. Once, once, once we figure it out, right? Once yeah. we figure out that it, and it's really all about loving ourselves. It is. And everyone that's showing up, I'll, I'll speak in first person, speak for myself. Everyone who is showing up in my holographic universe who I have a distaste for 
or an uncomfortability with. They're just mirrors showing me where I need to dive in and figure out how I can love myself better. Because as soon as I get down to business with loving myself and I neutralize that energy, I won't give a flying F what, how anybody else shows up. Like you, be, you really become, you, you stop reacting. And all you need to do is begin to recognize that there are mirrors in front of you. Ever, just like we talked about those clues. Yep, those clues definitely. are everywhere in your they life. Are. They are. The people showing up in your life who are irritating the <laughs> crap out of you, those are your mirror. You should be like, oh, thank you. You're showing me directly where I need to dive in and say, where am I judging myself? Where, where am I irritated with myself for not whatever? Just turn it back around, turn it back around, turn it back around. This is, this is how you do the most powerful work because like we said, we've, 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 unco we've uncovered a couple big clues for everybody here in this conversation. One, mm -hmm. take a look at your life. The clues are there. Whether you're looking to heal things or whether you're looking to transform things, the clues are there. Mm -hmm. there. And all of the work is done on the microcosm. It's done on you. The more work you do to examine and love and heal and shift yourself, the more you heal the collective. Yeah. You want to be a healer? That's all you got to do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is a literal embodiment of we are one. So the healing that is done at the, at the level of one, it's done for all. It's incredibly powerful. I mean, can you imagine 8 billion people doing the work on themselves? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I was, well, let's imagine it right now. And everybody who's listening, let's actually do that. And understanding in sacred ceremony that we are creating and embodying that right now. That's that. Mm. Eight billion people healing themselves. Ooh. Feels good. No, frequency just rising. I know it's like, oh, okay, make sure you can hold that one. Yeah, we need some Talk of that. About the, like the high frequencies and the joy that we allow ourselves to experience and hold. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Yes, please. Thank you for that. Thank you, everybody. That, that was, was a gift. That was mm. so powerful. And I think it's such a beautiful reminder of how much power we hold at an individual level. And we just experienced that with all of our beautiful listeners, but how amazing potentiality is there that 8 billion come together and heal. But we are one of those 8 billion. We have that power. Mm. Wow. Incredible. Speaking I know, I feel it. <laughs> Incredible. It's such a gift. And at a time where we can tap into that power openly and have these kind of conversations and we don't have to hide anymore. It's a very special time to be human. I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to imagine a way like the next 10, 15 years is going to take us. Do it! <laughs> Do it! Imagine it! You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me, and I believe that this is, this is also an important exercise mm -hmm. for all of our lightworkers to uh, just receive and embody and embrace right now. Do you remember the never-ending story? I do. Do you remember when Sebastian had, there was one grain of sand left 
And in order to rebuild, what was the, oh, and I can't, what was the name of that special place? But in order to rebuild, a 5D magic is basically what it represents today, right? Yeah. Sebastian had to wish and dream. He had to let his imagination fly. And every time he did, that frequency cultivated the physicality of the new space that was being built. I love that. Another thing that I wanted to mention too, um, bringing this full circle back to the beginning of our conversation for mm -hmm. uh, the idea of the clarity yes. and the understanding. One thing that we need to recognize as well is that of course we don't know what all the 5D jobs look like yet. <laughs> Yeah. We, we, we need to embrace that this is, this is part of the pioneer, the cultivation process. Mm. It's not about you necessarily knowing exactly what job you transition into right now. See who you are first. See, know who you are and how you show up. Because your new expression of yourself as you show up in this 5D is, is based on what you love to do and how you love to serve. But what I recognized sitting in my, I have three children. My oldest son is uh, in high school and they're all homeschooled this year, but I was, they were in a, a school last year and I was going to back to school night and I was really impressed and excited to learn more about his journalism class mm -hmm. because they were teaching him. I looked at the syllabus. They were teaching him a lot of the cool things that I do. Like, I'm like, Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a YouTuber and I do interview in this and that. And so I was I'm like, oh, they're teaching you good things. Cause I've invested in a lot of professional business training. Cause I didn't, I was an actress before I did this. I was in front of the camera more than I was a business creator. So I had a lot to learn. And so I was like, wow, they're teaching you really great things here. I wish I would have had this class when I was in high school, mm -hmm. but then I realized my job didn't exist when I was in high school. <laughs> That's the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's because the world is changing so rapidly that we don't know what jobs are going to exist. It's, it, it's, it's completely based on the needs of humanity as we grow and evolve, which go back to the microcosm, go back to what are your needs as you're growing and evolving. Definitely. And I think it's so true that we really are you know, pioneers in light right now. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't exist. We are creating it we are creating the future now you know the not yeah. knowing is not knowing is normal <laughs> it is completely normal and i think that's so uncomfortable because in like the 3d worlds like certainty is valued mm. it's like what box do you fit in oh oh my goodness that that is powerful it's so that is true in the 3d certainty is valued and uncertainty is feared. Yes. Huge amounts of fear. I can just like feel like the fear waves around that. You guys want to know something? Oh gosh, we're just dropping it, dropping the bombs here. Here's another one. Here's another really powerful perspective to recognize about fear. Mm -hmm. Fear and potential stem from the exact same energy. They're just exercised in different directions. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they feel the same in the body. Mm. Which, is, which is kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. Like, fear feels the same as potential. And excitement, I mean, that's mind-blowing. 
it's pretty powerful. One of my Akashic Records students who graduated several years ago taught me something, all my students teach me things, but uh, she taught me something very powerful about Yaira and Pashad. Okay. Which in our English language, our English language does us a, a pretty decent disservice when it comes to fully embodying the frequency or understand the specific frequency and understanding that's behind certain words. For example, like I love my cup of coffee. Love is a word that can powerfully transform a situation unless we depower it and yeah. desensitize to it. Like our, we, we tend to desensitize everywhere. It's why we see vi very, very violent movies and we're like, ah, give me more. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if, Yes, if, if, if we can allow ourselves to uh, recognize that there's more within language when we look into the minutia of it, and there are other languages that do this better than English. So Yaira and Pashad comes from, I can't remember which ancient language it comes from. It might be Hebrew or Latin or somewhere around that area. Somewhere. But it's the differences between that energy of feeling like you are on the edge of a cliff and you are about to fly. Mm. That is the Yaira, the whoo energy. And then there's the Pashad energy where it's like, oh man, do I need, it's like, do I need to pull back? Do I need to run? Like it's like the gift of fear or the gift of your um, energy that is just like, causing you to pull back away from a situation. It's like a heightened alert. Mm -hmm. And they're very, very, very similar in feeling. And sometimes it's all classified as like, oh, I feel nervous, I feel anxious, I feel scared about this. And we tend to classify it all as the same, but not, we're not always really feeling anxious or scared. We're feeling, a, we're feeling the same kind of nervousness in the belly and the body, but it's because we're ready to fly. Yeah, we're ready to leap. True. Yes. It's true. I think one of the things about English, I mean, there are many ways English does a disservice, is we don't have the refinement of those words to describe how we feel, which is why we lump it into these umbrellas that this is all nervousness or excitement or fear. Yes. And it's like giving yeah. nuances to feelings. Definitely. I think, that, I think that's so true. Because if we could just kind of see the difference between the kind of the, the Yaira, Yaira and the Bishad. Yaira, Bishad, it's like, how powerful is that to realize, actually, I'm not nervous. You know, I'm getting ready to fly. But yes, I want to fly. It's like, right? it's, you want to run towards that. Yes. You want to so lean far. into it. You do. Yes, more flight, please. More leaping. And I think also what's interesting is about Bashad, when you think about it that way, it's not, you know, a dense, heavy emotion. It's been, it's been put there for a reason. Maybe I do want to pull back. And that's completely valid. But it's a choice. You know, it doesn't have, doesn't have a heavy density like, God, no, keep it away from me. It's like, do I need to pull back? Yes or no? And then that, that choice is that empowerment. Like that. It is. Yeah. It is that point of power. Yeah. It's, also, it's also the ticket, the key to instant manifestation. When you can recognize that you are in a triggerable position where you're like, okay, I'm going to choose the framework, the story behind the emotion that I'm feeling right now. And you can choose to not engage in a denser level of, of response. 
and you can readjust your energy to a higher frequency, you instantly manifest. And here, that was a very like, uh, you know, metaphoric example, symbolic example, non-specific example. Let me give you a specific one. Please. You know, you're open, you're going through <clears throat> your mail and there's a bill in there and you're like, oh, you feel a drop in your belly of like, oh, how am I going to do this? And you just triggered this chain of thoughts, this reaction in the body and the mind that does not support abundance. It does not. It does not support this new paradigm of yourself that you are creating. As soon as you recognize that you've gone into a pattern and you say, nope, actually, I'm going to give myself permission to be in abundance and to not worry about this. I don't know how this is going to get handled, but I know that there's no high vibe justification for me to worry right now. So instead, I'm going to re I'm going to course correct. For me, I like to use sacred geometry because I usually have my phone on my person somewhere in my back pocket or somewhere close by. And I have a deck of sacred geometry symbols that instantly shift my energy. Mm, I love so that. when I recognize that I have gotten off course with my mind, my body, my emotions, I, that's when you instantly manifest. We think that it means, okay, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm going to burn this bill and then I'm going to go back to the mailbox and there's going to be a pile <laughs> of money in there. And that's what I'm going to pay my bill with. That's what yeah. we think instant manifestation looks like. However, you got to change it within the microcosm like we talked about. Yes, you do. And when you make that choice, that embodiment, to not worry and to return back to a state of abundance and joy, you have instantly shifted your vibrational frequency. That is instant manifestation. Definitely, definitely. I think what I love about that is it's not ignoring the quote-unquote problem of the bill because the bill still exists. You're choosing to change the way you respond. Like one of the things I hear a lot is, you know, the less the bills as they come in. And it's like, if you're in that sense of like, oh my God, how am I going to pay it? It's really hard just to turn around and bless it. Oh, hell yes. And you know what else it is? It's like you're, there's, there's a part of it that is like in blessing your indebtedness to like, yeah. I'm, oh, hell. I'm, <laughs> if that works for you, that's fine. We all have our different brand of magic. And I understand. I understand the dynamic behind that. Here's what's coming in for me, though, in this moment. Instead of bless the bill, get yourself neutral, <clears throat> first of all. Okay. Recognize, yeah. all right. I got some areas where I want to be able to be in full command and control of my life. All right. I recognize that this represents a teacher for me. Love that. Please share with me how, how you're playing a part bill in my cycle of being indebted. Just show me, show me, show me the deeper aspect of what I need to learn so I can release this cycle. I love that. So much more empowering. So much more empowering. Yeah, because then you can really see it as, as we were talking earlier about, a sacred trigger. Like, what is it mirroring back to you? It's just a gift. I mean, it's leaving you a clue, like we said. So what is the clue? I'm, I'm such a detective. I'm all about looking for the clues. Yeah, what well, it's cool, though, because if you can find out what it's mirroring back to you, you can go in and do that alchemy, do that healing. Yes, yes, yes. The bills don't trigger you anymore because they're neutral. And that's, I think, that, I think, is a beauty of alchemy. I say, that's, yeah, that's an alchemy right there in and of <laughs> itself. How many of us, are, we are, we're going to have people signing up, all kinds of people getting on our newsletters after this. <laughs> yeah. but, what, but seriously, what would that mean to you? What would that mean to you if you could alchemize your trigger points about your fears around your safety and your security, about who you are and how you show up and how you're accepted in life? 
What if nothing on the outside had to change in your world for you to start fixing that instantly? Is that not a valuable tool? You're like, heck yes. And that's how the work is done. And that's really like, like you said, it's not that hard once we figure out how this game works. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And there are lots of teachers. You know, there are places to learn. Absolutely. You don't have to struggle alone anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. There's literally a collective of teachers, lightworkers, healers with the knowledge and ready, willing to share. I find this is an important step for us too because I was self-taught for about 20 years before I actually dove into a class where I was sitting face to face with other people like coming out basically. Yeah. When I started diving into this kind of uh, training, there weren't online programs as available as readily available. So I did find, but I was in Los Angeles, so I had a big open network. There's a lot of woo woo going yeah. on. So it was pretty easy for me to find my spot. Yeah. And it's easy for anyone to find a spot now, just open and ask and be, to be divinely guided, which is how I did it. And so I, this was the first time that I had reached out and said, I want a mentor to train me deeply in a process. And I was sitting with other people where you're all there for the same reason to get more psychic and you can't hide it anymore. You can't be sitting in your own room trying to do your own little magic spell, seeing how they're working. You got, you got to come out yeah, and you got to own it and you got to practice it. And that is a big threshold crossing point. That is a really, if, if, if you are listening to this podcast and you have not experienced that yet, check, do a soul heart check. If you are not being divinely called to dive in and I don't care if it's with Amy or me or someone else that you resonate with, everybody finds their right person, but this is a huge initiation aspect of, um, taking your practice to, and your skills to the next level. Ooh, all parts of my body going off. I've got like. <laughs> Energy going off the back of my head and the front of my head, and somebody's okay. third eye just broke open right there. I felt <laughs> it. I don't know who that was. Maybe several of them. <laughs> I'm sure several of them. It is. <sighs> it's so powerful, and I think to be held in that that sacred space of being witnessed in your own magic yes. and power, there is so much potent magic in that. Being like, I am powerful in this space of magic, and I am being witnessed. Huge. It changes everything. All of the vocabulary that you're using, I love. I love the, <laughs> the potency of the energy. Mm. And it's true. When you are in that space, you hold witness for each other. That is, it's 100. I love that vocabulary because it's powerful. I'll share some more vocabulary that I find is really powerful. When you are releasing in that space and there are guardians in that space with you, yes. it's even more, it's whoa. Yeah. You wonder why you can't release your old karmic crappity doodah. I'm trying, I'm trying to adjust my language because truthfully, you know, uh, speak, I, I say a lot of bad words. I spend a lot of time in Hollywood where the F word is used for every part of speech, but I'm recognizing that the there, there's not as much need for flippant vocabulary all the time when we can deeply express ourselves. When we can say things like flipping yippity doodah. 
it's true it's true I think also as we become into this work we realize the power of our words we become much more choiceful at the words we choose to to speak into the world so as as to not disempower ourselves yes definitely there's huge power in the words we speak because we we literally we're speaking that over our lives sound is the primordial creation tool now thought our universe is fundamentally based on thought everything Mm -hmm. comes from a thought that exists somewhere within the universal conscious collective yep but bringing it from the etheric realm into the physical is done through sound whether you subscribe to god spoke the universe into existence or the big bang or you like to own it out with your homies in yoga <laughs> class, it's, it's primordial energy. It is. It is. You know that sound of silence, that ringing in your ears, Amy, when it gets really quiet? I, I most often hear it at night. I can hear it now if I tune in. It's quiet enough though in my room, I can hear it. That, can you hear it in your room? Is it quiet enough where you are? I'm in the middle of London, so it's not quiet. It's like, uh-uh. <laughs> not happening but i don't know what you mean physicists have traced that sound back to echoes from the big bang so this is from the beginning of the universe mm. ancient religions whether you're talking about like native american traditions or you know ancient texts they talk about the song of the spheres mm-hmm. the sound of the voice of god the Bible, in the Bible, it said, the Bible says that the voice of God is with you always from the moment you take your first breath to the time you leave. This is that, this is that sound. And encoded within this sound is all the information in the universe. So as, as a practical exercise for yourself, just when it's quiet enough in your house, give yourself about 15 seconds a day to just tune in and just hold all of your awareness on that ringing sound knowing what it is, being in awe of it, just experiencing it. You don't have to try to decode it all. <laughs> just be present with it. Witness it. Yeah. Allow it to witness you. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I love that about just being present with it. Because I think we can also rush to try and go, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I can make meaning of it. Just, just sit with it. Just be. Just be. Just be with it. As simple and difficult of a paradox as comes, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Emily, I could talk to you all day. I've so enjoyed this film. So now that everyone has got to kind of see you and hear all your magic, how can they stay in touch? Please reach out to me. Send me an email, emily at theakashicacademy.com. That, of course, is my website as well, theakashicacademy.com, where you can find out more about all of the different opportunities to dive in and learn and, and grow and expand. Because I like to work and tailor training to each individual who comes to me, if this is, if this is work that you want to dive in more deeply and understand, I'll suggest that you hop on my schedule for a free 15 minute chat. Let's get to know each other more. I want to know more about what 
areas you specifically want to grow. If I am the right person to help you, if I am not, I have a huge network of people that I can refer you to and you can find the space where you fit. But if you're feeling that, you know, that feeling inside of you, that curiosity, follow it. Because my mission here is to bring illumination in whatever form or fashion that that is required for each person who crossed my path. I love that. So beautiful. I'm sure many people will be reach, reaching out and following their curiosity. And um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how the magic unfolds. And we will have links to everything in the show notes, so don't worry. I will make sure you can find Emily. <laughs> Emily, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you too. I've enjoyed this so much. Thanks for listening. Now head on over to amybeyondleading.com for more things for money and magic.